0: Hey guys welcome to another episode of costa rica real estate and investments with me your host richard beckson this is going to be episode 72 today we're going to be talking with aaron vanacek aaron has been a long time resident of costa rica for over 20 years over this time uh he's worked for a variety of multinational companies and for the past 10 years has worked with me at namu travel group um who I'm sure you all know. Um, Again, I'm one of the uh, owners of that company. So today we're going to be talking to Aaron basically about living and working in Costa Rica. I thought it would be good. There's been a few requests uh, to get a little bit more information on kind of relocating to Costa Rica and also the opportunities to work down here, uh, whether it be for a remote company in the US, a remote company in another country, um, but while living here in Costa Rica. Remember guys, if you uh, need any help with anything, we're getting quite a few people reaching out to us. Info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investing rica.com we help people basically make the right investment choice here in costa rica whether that may be land property hotels building uh, project management as well uh, recently two days ago had an engineer and project manager start with us just because a lot of our clients are looking for some help uh, running through kind of having their hands held through the process of buying land all the way through to actually finalizing their home so we kind of draw everything together from you know making sure we have all the correct documents our Architects, all the engineers, interior designers, landscape g- designers, 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 um, construction. Um, uh, companies, so kind of really just bring it all together. We're pretty organized on this side. Um, so kind of just sit above the project, just making sure everything is going well, um, and that you know people are making the right decision there. Um, also helping people find land here um, and investing in real estate to really understand, again, vacation rentals, returns that they could have, or just, again, thinking about an exit strategy. Everybody gets excited on the way in when buying, but not many people think about exiting uh, and how to exit. So we um, kind of give people a little bit of options when they're looking at properties, uh, what you could do with it. But anyway, remember if you want to reach out to me, it's Richard. It's info at investingcosta rica.com. That's info at investingcosta rica.com.
1: But let's get straight into it here with Aaron. Good afternoon, Aaron. How are you? I'm doing great. It's another beautiful day in, I guess, sunny Costa Rica. Perfect good. time of the year to be here. So I'm doing great. How about yourself? Good, good. It's
0: sunny over here in Aredia as well. I know that you're over, over there in Turialba. Um, beautiful part of the country. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think quite a few people have no idea where Tulia Alba is. I mean, how, how would you describe its location?
1: Well, when people ask me where it is, I always say it's about an hour and a half east, southeast of the capital. So and it's also on the old route to the Caribbean before they built the new super highway, which isn't that super, but it's improving. So hopefully it'll be super in the next year or two.
0: Exactly, exactly. So, or Aaron, you've been in Costa Rica for, for many years.
1: How many years have you been here? I have. I want to, I've lost count, but it's approaching 18, 19, maybe 20. Wow. I've been here since 2007 consecutively. So there's wow. 15 right there.
0: Wow. Well, I mean, over the past two years it's been pretty crazy. I know we've been on that roller coaster together, but specifically talking about the last six months, what have you seen that's really surprised you about Costa Rica in general?
1: Well, Costa Rica in general, the last six months is a couple of different things. Once one is that unlike my home country people lining up in droves to get their vaccines as soon as they fly them into the country it seems like with every load of new vaccines there are lines at all the the public hospitals and clinics to get their vaccines so they all followed the recommendations to get the vaccines and did that but more in what concerns me with regards to my job as one of the sales managers here at Namu travel is the way that travel demand has bounced back much quicker than we could have ever imagined yep. or forecasted to be to be true. Uh, that's six months of being really crazy busy, which is a good thing after uh, the initial the initial hit of COVID back in 2020, where it was uh, touching the go for a while.
0: Yeah, it was it was interesting. It was interesting. Put it that way. It was uh, like riding a wave, like a tidal wave, with your eyes closed and your hand tied behind the back, and you weren't too sure whether you were going to do it or not. But we, hey,
1: we, we we did it. We have amongst all of us. Remember that time we were selling vacations in a pandemic?
0: Yeah. With wow. the borders
1: closed. Yep. Well, that was us. Here yeah, we are.
0: are. Great war stories. Great war stories. So yeah, let just too let's... stubborn to go away, I think. Yeah, exactly. Well, we got nothing else to do, right? Um, what do you, I mean, let's just jump into talking about uh, kind of moving here to Costa Rica again. You've been here for quite a time, quite a while, but what do you think is one of the most, you know, mm-hmm. what is one of the things that most people should be aware of when moving to Costa Rica that maybe they're not aware of?
1: Well, one of the basic biggest things is the cultural differences moving down here. You know, you come down, you come down to Costa Rica as a as a tourist and you get this amazing service at hotels and restaurants and tours, and you think, hey, I'm gonna get amazing service wherever I happen to go. And then when you get down here, you realize the concept of time is literally different. There's, you know, everything can be done tomorrow, and there's not really any rush for anything except. You know, punching out of work at 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. Then there's a rush, right? Or get yep. to your coffee break on time. But uh, it, I think if people can understand that time has a different concept in, in terms of the culture, that's uh, that's one of the big things. Things don't work as efficiently down here as they do with regards to. I mean, you're you're in real estate, so you know that processing titles and doing due diligence and just getting permits. Yep, it's a it's a whole world of. Uh, her whole world of hurts if you're new to this. If you're used to it, then you kind of accepted it for what it is.
0: Yeah, I always say there's a bit of a dance you have to do before asking any locals here for anything in order to do work. It's kind of like, how are that you? Happens. How's your day? Yeah. That
1: happens internally in the company. You know, most of our travel consultants are expats and used to being very direct and asking for things. And most of our operational staff is Costa Rican. So I often have to train my salespeople to on how to ask a local for something it does have uh, a lot of what do you call it I, I don't want to use that word but a lot of you have to do a little dance in the ebook
0: well i think it's saying do you remember the how uh, movie how was
1: your day how's your mother
0: yep do you remember the movie <laughs> the walk of wall street where uh absolutely like in switzerland where they sat down where uh you know jordan Belfort wants to go straight into business and he's like oh here in Sweden, we have 10 minutes of small talk before we actually ask for something. It's very similar to that.
1: And yeah, that happened to me recently with a hotel that I really needed space at for one of my clients. And I hadn't, uh, the client had uh, confirmed that they wanted to book and there was one room that wasn't kind of allotted to us. So I called the hotel partner and spoke to the guy for probably 10, 10 20 minutes before asking for the space yeah. to kind of butter him up. And he said, yes. So that was a nice yeah, I
0: think as long as people can understand that and that things are a little bit slower here, but I think a lot of the time people are moving here for a little bit, like, you know, I mean, you mentioned there that, you know, I mean, you know, as soon as they had vaccines here, people did what they were told. And I was having lunch today with a friend of mine and I was like, you know, Tiko's are pretty obedient, uh, obedient when it comes to their government, you know, whereas us in more the Western world seem to question everything. Um, But it's still a pretty liberal country, even though that they do that. Um, But I think as, as long as you're aware, it's a pretty relaxed country. Rules are guidelines and things don't happen as quickly. But like if you're moving here for the weather and you want kind of like an American culture, you might as well live in Florida or California or somewhere. Whereas like this is a completely different culture, different language.
1: Different culture, different language. And one of the things that I see for expats that come down here and fail as, as expats and then just return to the United States is because they don't embrace the culture and they don't embrace the locals. They stay in their little insular pockets of expats where there's, of course, you know, language, it's not easy to learn a second language very quickly, but you, if you end up having the snowball of complaints on what's wrong here and how it's so much worse than certain aspects of the US, to which I always say, why did you move down if you everything was better in the U.S. or yeah. whatever whatever country you might happen to be in? So, that's another one of my recommendations when you move down here is try to make some local friends. Yeah, right? you know, so that you can understand what the culture's about and uh, maybe get a little different perspective on why Costa Ricans are so happy. Yeah. One of the reasons they're so happy is because they do live in paradise and they just kind of take it day by day.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, you know, we spend a lot of our time thinking about the future, which makes us more anxious and more stressed. Whereas, you know, they're kind of just living day by day, week by week. So, you know, but I think it's easy for them really, you know, it's just because I think someone said it to me a while back was here is the sun always shines and there's always food, but in the Northern world, you know, the Northern world gets cold dude in the Northern hemisphere. So, you know, it's, we can't think about tomorrow because tomorrow it may be freezing cold and There might not be any food. So we always need to constantly prepare
1: Hey, I'm originally from Minnesota, so we have to, you know, you don't get in your car in the winter without a blanket and an extra energy bar and you know battery <laughs> cables to jump your to jump your car and things like that. So, absolutely, you know, we come from generations of planning for the doldrums of of winter. When in Costa Rica, it's like, hey, mangoes are in season. I'll- just cut this one down. I got something to eat. Don't need to worry about that.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, let's change gears a little bit and and, and talk about working in Costa Rica because I know that you've had a couple mm-hmm. of jobs while you've been here. Um, I mean, in your opinion, what do you think are the best jobs available? And also, you know, what are options? Because just say, you know, if I've got residency here, yes, I can potentially take a job depending on, you know, what, mm-hmm. the, uh, what residency I have. But say I want to live here and I kind of want to work remotely, you know, what jobs are available? No,
1: I mean, it's, Obviously, you know, one of the best jobs available is come work for us, right? But, but in addition, which we'll get into that later, but, uh, but it seems like especially one of the nice changes with COVID is a lot of people have learned that they can work remotely no matter what their job is, and unless you need to have face-to-face contact with people. So I think, you know, a lot of the customer service jobs where it's only over email and over the phone, you can easily work remotely my job's prior to namu tra- travel were regional positions where i had to i was living in costa rica but traveling around working for different you know it and consumer electronic companies but that's a little bit different because for that you need to know the language you need to have certain, certain skills that are not just coming down here and saying okay i want yeah. to install but mainly if you if whatever you're doing right now if you if you're sitting in front of a computer screen with a phone and an internet connection you can do that from costa rica just as well as you can do from chicago or dallas
0: yeah i think the one thing that people need to wear as well i mean if you don't spend more than 30 days a year in the us you don't actually pay taxes i think up to one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. i mean you could be down here working um you're not a residing in that is that is government. correct
1: mm-hmm. so,
0: so you know it's a great way yeah to- there,
1: there's the it's the foreign foreign earned income exemption that is a, that is you don't pay anything on that first 115 yeah. 117k so yeah But you do need to spend 330 days outside of the U.S. Well, I mean,
0: Costa Rica is is not a bad place to spend 330 days, right?
1: Not at all. I've I've been spending way past that
0: Exactly. Well, I mean, again, I think that, you know, it used to be that like when you came down here, if you didn't have residency, I mean, you could, there really wasn't that many jobs where you could pick up a bar job here and there, but there really wasn't like huge amounts of availability. I think now with, again, you know, with the world moving more towards this digital nomad re- remote working, I mean, there are tons of jobs that you can have online. So you can live down here in Costa Rica and, and, and work for a company up in the US or wherever and still earn good money, live like a king down here. But Let's specifically plug Namu Travel here, because I know that that's kind Love of it. Exactly. I know that that's uh, both a bit of our passions there. But like, I mean, I know that, there, you know, this, well, you know, we went from 2020 from basically selling vacations during a pandemic to 2021 going, how do we keep up with this demand to now 2022 going, this is going insane. I mean, like, you know, it's, what would you say at the moment, 50% larger than probably what we're expecting on previous years, 25
1: Absolutely. I mean, we, we kind of prepared our sales team and our operations team for forecasted sales and we've, and reservations and we far surpassed that. So we're going through some growing pains thinking, you know, as travel demand continues to roar back and people have been cooped up for two years and they want to travel and they're vaccinated or they're just thinking, Hey, we're not vaccinated, no longer to be vaccinated to travel, then let's go. So, uh, working working for us, we are experiencing where we're having almost more demand than we can keep up with. So we're just going to continue to grow in a kind of a healthy way so that we can still service our clients as best we can. And that's, that is, involves pre- precisely what we were talking about as what is the ideal job working remotely? Well, it is, you know, being on the phone with clients, it is answering emails or instant messaging with them. But the nice thing about our job specifically is not only do you get to work from home, I'm at my house right now in my, in my home office, but we get to go out and see these amazing world-class hotels and uh, rentals and tours that are, you know, some of the best in the planet. There's, you know, there's really some just amazing jaw dropping properties that even most of the locals don't get to see. Right. So the the fringe benefit of us that we actually have to go and inspect you know, Quality control, I call it. So we have to we have to sacrifice ourselves to yeah. to go and share the product for our clients.
0: It's a tough job, but somebody has to do it, dude.
1: Hey, you know, I, I'm okay. I'm more than willing to sacrifice as much as my clients need me and go go try and sleep sleep at all these places.
0: I always say, you know, I always try people always ask me kind of like what's the culture like at Namu? And I always be like, Look, it's I think the word seriously casual really sums it up. Like very, very serious about what we do. I always tell people. Mm-hmm. But like, look, it's basically a kind of U.S. cultured business with a U.S. sales, marketing engine, and operations here in Costa Rica. Just we've decided to be in travel because it's amazing because we get to see people at their best. You know, it's just and 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 yeah, I mean, it's and it's a great industry to be in. Like, there are fun people in the industry.
1: And yeah, and the, and I think this we're also serious about providing the best experience for our clients. A lot of times people will come down with a preconceived notion, but the fact that we live down here, we know that coming down and spending seven to 10 days at just an all-inclusive on the beach, sipping Mai Tais and margaritas, that's not a way to experience Costa Rica. So we can guide people in that direction. There is the opportunity to do that for a few days, but the fact that my, I mean, we're not order takers and we don't say, hey, come and and what, what do you wanna do? We say, what do you want to experience or what do you like to do on other trips? And then we tailor make that towards them. And that we have a lot of pride in it. We always try to do right by our clients. So that so we're really serious about getting it right as well, which is what I kind of take pride in. And all, all of our sales, all of our travel consultants on the staff think exactly the same way. And if they don't, yeah. there's really no place here for them.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's very similar, again, what I do on the real estate investment side, which is, you know, everything's customized to what the clients wants are, you know, it's a little bit of a different transaction, because it's not a vacation. Um, But again, there's a lot of that lifestyle part in it, Um, you know, and, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, like you guys spend quite a bit of time trying to understand, you know, what the client experience they're looking for. I also look for that when I'm speaking to clients of like, what is the lifestyle? What are your daily activities? What do you like to do? Um, You know, because that's going to redefine the area, what the property is like, and all of that. So, uh, so yeah, I never... You know, we never really left it, just it we transplanted it from one part of the business. To
1: well, the and exactly. And that's, you know, we both have that ability to, to, to say no, right? We're not, we're not, yes, people say, oh, yeah, for sure, I can get you that. Yep. Uh, all the time I have conversations and say, hey, that, that's actually a terrible idea for coming to Costa Rica. They want to hit, you know, every volcano on, in, in six days. And it's like, wait yeah. a second, there's a lot of good volcanoes down here, but. Let's let's not spend all the time driving around curvy roads. Exactly, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I mean, what does a travel consultant do? How much money can they earn? Like, just to give the just to give the listeners. Because again, I mean, one of the thing, the reasons I did this was I wanted to really plug Namu and like the job down here. A lot of people yeah, are looking absolutely. to relocate down here and earn good money. And I think this is one of the very few jobs available, you know, uh, where you can sell Costa Rica or sell Central America and earn good money.
1: Well, I mean, it's it's always an advantage to sell something that everybody wants right and everybody wants a vacation to costa rica and you're you're not going to run into somebody on the street and say hey do you want to go vacation to costa rica and hear somebody say no because costa rica is an amazing experience so that's the first stop it's a it's a product that, that people want and of course it's a product that has a certain price point that might be out of the range depending upon what, what type of experience you're looking for but the a day-to-day travel consultant it really depends on the time of the year right now we're super busy and it means long hours and long days for for a few months because that's when our our travel demand is the highest so my day starts with you know usually being online by about 7:30 or 8 you know reaching out to my sales team to to see what they na- need and i know that my travel consultants start following up with people right then we're also get developing leads or people that make inquiries with us from day to day and then we reach out to them with a phone call and an email and get, kind of get an idea of what they're looking for build them those custom itineraries and then you know get get feedback from start start customizing their those more you know day to day i mean it's 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 a it's a can be a long work week with with a little bit of weekend work in high season but then it tapers off when yeah. you know summer months in may it starts dropping off for about six months so it's a not, not quite as many hours and because there's not quite as much demand we'll see this year because it's going to be kind of a different kind of thing so the big and question in terms of how much money can and, I have? And then if, yeah well that's the, that's the compensation and that's you know it's a commission only job so well after a certain number of months right after training well no after a certain of number of months there is a stipend and things to get people going and that
0: goes that goes for four or six months that, that stipend
1: it starts out with about four and six, four to six months, depending upon the position and, and, and the time of year you're starting. But, but then what you're doing is you're making, you know, a commission based on your sales and that's kind of how well you can connect to people, how well you can gain somebody's trust. You know, that's always very important to any, any sales game is can the person trust you? Unfortunately, we, we run a business that is very trustworthy. Nobody lost a single penny during the during, during the pandemic for, money that they put into the vacations. Yeah. And so then I would say that, you know, starting out, you know, you're making anywhere from, you know, on the low end, you know, a couple thousand dollars a month. But and then as you get more established, then you're looking at the three or four, but then really successful travel consultants can make an upwards of six figures just by, you know, by working hard and connecting well with people. It's all yeah. about how the skills. So it's in terms of expat jobs in Costa Rica, there are few that will that reward and compensate their successful employees like we do.
0: Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And I always think that again, salespeople should be the, some of the, the best-paid people in the business because again, you know, they take they take a lot of risk, um, mm-hmm. you know, and typically work their butts off. No offense to any non-salespeople out there, but um you know but uh but yeah i mean it's uh, you know i mean if you're going to go well, through-
1: you, you do you do have to be pretty resilient because you get a lot more no's than yeses we're not the only game in town with regards to destinations sometimes people chose choose a country in europe although not right now yep. <laughs> and then uh, or an island in the caribbean or in the, the south pacific but you know fortunately with costa rica it's a it's an amazing location i'm always surprised by the people I speak to after they travel to Costa Rica and guests of ours that I know are well-heeled travelers that say to me, Aaron, that was the best vacation of my life. Yeah. And, and part of it's due to Costa Rica and part of it's the way we do Costa Rica, right? We yeah. make sure that everything's taken care of. Once you, once you land, you don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, And if you have an issue, we have a local concierge team to take care of. Them.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, let's jump back into kind of living more here in Costa Rica. I mean, is there anything else that you think might be a misconception that people have about living or relocating to Costa Rica?
1: One of the biggest misconceptions is the cost of living. Yep. P- people have the idea that Costa Rica is a third world country. Spoiler alert, it is not. It's for all intents and purposes to developed nation. And things are pretty much Uh, pretty much everything down here is a little bit more than you would expect and in many cases a lot more than what it costs in the u.s if you're coming from the u.s cars electronics clothes all of that is much cheaper in the u.s than it is in costa rica but you know the advantage down here is uh labor is much cheaper so as much as I enjoyed back in the States, mowing my own lawn, it's cheaper for me to hire somebody and pay him who already has a lawnmower than buying my own lawn
0: mower Washing your car, cleaning your uh, home. Cleaning cook, services.
1: Yeah. yeah. it's There's always, I always do the calculations. Like I should go out and, and uh, do my yard myself. But then I do the calculation. Of, okay, I'm going to pay this guy 40 bucks to do and, and manicure my lawn. I could spend that time working. So
0: <laughs> Or I could grab a beer and watch him do it.
1: Oh, I'm. I, I I, I'll. I'll say that's. That's also. You know, I can sit in my hammock and watch him do it. it makes me feel a little bit lazy, though. So yeah,
0: I, I get you. I get you. But he's probably going to do a better job than you, and you're providing a job. Well, that's my.
1: So. That's my Midwestern in, in me. That's you know, Minnesota. You got to do stuff yourself. It's that Scandinavian upbringing of, and German upbringing from the Midwest, where you got to do it yourself. But you get down here and you get a little lazy for that kind of stuff. Definitely. Well, what is your
0: favorite area of Costa Rica to go to, Aaron?
1: Uh, I'd say there are three. Near me, I have a little, there's a river called the Pacuare River. That's one of yep. my happy places in Costa Rica. So it's yep. probably the best river to go rafting on. So just escaping there with no cell phone, no computer, no Wi-Fi, and just being immersed in nature, I really love a lot. And then I also love the southern Pacific coast of Costa Rica, down in the Golfito or the Peninsula Osa area, because that is still underdeveloped and kind of the Costa Rica that I remember when I came down for the first time in 1991. And then I'd say my third most favorite location, probably the far northwest area of Costa Rica in the Guanacaste area, kind of where there's a a big all-inclusive hotel there now. But back when I went down there, that was kind of my home base where an exchange student who kind of became my adopted brother was from. So my first experience in Costa Rica were there. So I was kind of like hey there's that you know there's everybody knows my name even if i don't know them so it's quite, it's like going home so because yeah. i've been going up there for 30 years nice nice
0: yeah well i mean let's if you inherited five hundred thousand dollars this is the question i always ask everyone if you invested five hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars and had to invest it into a business or real estate in costa rica what would you do mm-hmm. with them why aaron
1: well i'd actually there's there's two things i would i would do i mean one would be a, I would probably buy try to see if I could sneak into a duplex or something like that in, yep. in, uh, in the northwestern Guanacaste Beach area. And if I could do that, you know, have one that's full, full-time rental, doing you know, an Airbnb or VRBO, and then another that's not quite as focused, so I could use it every once in a while, maybe work from there up for yep. a little while. But, but as my daughter's getting a little bit older, she's 16 and a junior in high school, I would probably put a little bit of money into it into a split it just for my own personal investment, a condo or a townhouse in the capital where the universities are, yep. and another little hobby farm outside of where I live, so I could like live, have my daughter have a place to go to school to stay when she goes to the university, and then also a hobby farm so I can get out of the city because you you live in the, near the capital, and the best thing about living in the capital is hopping on the highways that lead their way out. Right? Yep. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'm doing out, it this it's, weekend. It's kind of key. I'm doing yeah. it this weekend. I'm going to the mountain for three days. There you go. That's great. <laughs>
0: exactly. Well, Aaron, thank you very much for taking the time out of what I know is a very busy day. Uh, anyone that wants to reach out to Aaron uh, or to apply for a job at Namu Travel, um, they, I'll put all the contact details in the description. Um, the company uh, is Namu Travel. Here in Costa Rica, is vacationscostarica.com. But I'll place all the contact details in the description. Um, and really appreciate your time, Aaron.
1: Thank you very much, Richard. It's been a pleasure talking to you and I hope you see in person for a few beers pretty soon. Sounds good, buddy.
0: Hey guys, great interview there with Aaron Banachek, Sales Manager for NAMO Travel Group. Uh, Again, anyone that's potentially moving down here, lives down here, is looking for a job. Uh, I'm biased of course, but uh, again, it's one of the best jobs I would say probably uh, that you can do remotely uh, while living anywhere in Central America or living here in Costa Rica. Luxury travel, like a custom designer. But vacations to Costa Rica is not bad. Traveling to hotels and also earning pretty good money. I mean, some of those guys earn, you know, upwards of, you know, close to $200,000 a year. It's pretty insane. Um, and get to stay in luxury hotels for free. So uh, you actually don't get to spend money on vacations. Um, but again, anyone that wants to reach out to me, you can do info at rica.com, info at com. Uh, if you want to take a look at the NAMU Travel website, uh, you can do, you can just go to namutravel.com or go to their Costa Rica website, which is vacations, plural, rica.com, guys. Have a good day, uh, have a good week, um, and I'm sure I'll be speaking to some of you soon. Thanks.